Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word, the Day, Word for the Day, we continue our series entitled How to Cope with Suffering. And what I'm going to do today is talk about the, the centrality of the cross and our need to contemplate and reflect on that as we suffer. But I want to I want to get tip you off to what we do tomorrow on Friday for our last episode. I'm going to turn the table around and, and talk about how to help a friend cope with suffering, a good godly way to do that, and and was what I think is some practical wisdom in that. But today, let's talk about the cross. So, um, one of the things that that often we work through to deal with suffering is what's technically called theodicy, and theodicy is the study of, um, you know, how do you how do you sort of defend God in the midst of suffering. Um, God is all-powerful, and God is good, so therefore, why do bad things happen? Complicated question. Not sure if our answers are ever complete on that. Um, I will say one thing, that it's not that's not just a problem for those who believe. There's an opposite problem for those who don't believe. So if believers have the problem of evil, atheists have the problem of good in this sense. Um, most people I've met who are agnostic atheists believe morality, but the truth is their worldview has no basis for it. Um, if there's no God, it, it may be impractical and maybe undesirable, but there's no way you can really ultimately, I believe, I really think this is true, say, um, you know, it matters whether someone commits a grave evil. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because everything's going to go away and everyone's going to die and there's no accountability on their side of life. And so if I can do what I want to do and I get away with it, then I really, what's wrong with that? I just don't think you can ultimately solve that problem if you don't believe in God. And so atheists have the problem of good. That's just a tidbit on the side. Let me get back to what I wanted to talk about. So um, so that that's a question, you know, man, how, how do we solve this problem of evil? And actually, in a sense, the whole story of the Bible is an answer to that question. And the whole story of Jesus is the answer to the question. And the whole story of redemption is the answer to that question. And it centers on the cross. So, so the, the, the way it answers the question is this. Why in the first place? Don't understand. However, the God who made all things assures us he hates evil. Second, he assures us he's not the author of evil. But then he's taken it a step further, and he's stepped into our reality. He's become a man. He's become human, Jesus Christ. And he's stepped into every part of human life and suffered in many ways. Ultimately, the cross, but, you know, he had to suffer the loss of loved ones dying. He had to deal with sickness in others, perhaps in himself. There's no reason as incarnate one he was never sick with anything. He had to deal with the, the suffering and the stress of financial challenges. He had to live as an oppressed person in occupied land with, with Romans oppression, Roman oppression. There was no there were no democratic institutions to protect him. I mean, we can go on. So his life involves suffering, but but he, he steps to the ultimate act of suffering where he goes to the cross. And so this tells us a couple things. Number one, as I said in my last episode, quoting Tim Keller, 
whatever suffering and evil means, it can't mean God doesn't love me because God has proven that by giving his all on the cross, number one. Number two, the cross actually reverses evil. Now, now it has to play out in history until Christ returns and is fulfilled, but somehow in a mystery, all the evil, everything, all the suffering, all the shame, all the evil, all that somehow was on that cross, and Jesus reversed it. And now through him, we have a promise of eternal life, and that's the next thing. He rises from the dead three days later, and that establishes a promise that one day there will become full redemption, the kingdom will come in its fullness. St. Paul writes about this in Romans 8, and he says, look, the glory that's coming is going to be so great, this is my paraphrase, obviously, but, but I think this captures what he's getting at, is going to be so great that all the suffering now is going to seem like nothing. It's going to be so great, it's going to swallow all that up, and we're going to step in to glory. Now, we don't see that now. Um, we taste it now. We have some foretastes of it. It's an act of faith. It's a promise that we're called to believe in and called to live by. I talked about that a bit in my episode on glorification last week. But that's the ultimate answer to evil. It's sort of the combination of Job. Hey, you know, um, we can't understand how it all fits together now. But we know that God's promised that it will all be redeemed. And if we hang on and trust him, we can, we can walk through this life and even the suffering that it brings and step into ultimate glory with him. So practically what that looks like is we have to daily cultivate our faith in the cross and our faith in the future promise. And that's our anchor. That's what we hold on to, to, uh, to weather the storm of suffering. So tomorrow I'll talk about how we can help others cope with suffering. God bless and have a great day.